What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 653 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today on this Thursday by Ben Funky Askren, JD Raider, and Oliver the Bear, a stone. The Bear uh, gutted it out yesterday. He wasn't feeling great, but you know, he still did the show. No excuses were made, none given, and uh, now he's back. He's feeling great. Supercharged, Ollie? So much better. I slept for like. 12 of the past 16 hours, so I feel well rested and ready to go. Wow. The bear out of hibernation. And hibernation is over. Bear down now. Yeah, mm-hmm. bear down. That's right. A little northern Colorado <laughs> shout out there. Hey, so crazy um, development that I learned about um, recently. Rob Cole has interviewed for the Stanford wrestling position. Hi, Christian. I saw this in the doc. I'm not buying it. You, you don't think that he interviewed? I mean, I'm just, I don't know. The only thing I could think of, so I saw this in the doc 15 minutes ago, and I thought of what in the hell would make Rob Cole want to go to Stanford. And the only thing I could think about is maybe he's sick of these cold winters in New York, wants to have a nice temperate winter in Stanford, Palo Alto, beautiful, maybe get a little nice beach home, something like that. That's all I could think of. Yeah, to, to me, I I don't. I feel the same way, but they there was like a team meeting that talked about this. Uh, you know, they didn't want the team to find out via, I guess, like the internet, that because it was obviously going to get out. Uh, uh, news yeah. or a rumor of that magnitude was going to get out and get back to the team. So they've already the team knows that this happened. Um, I I think there's when I think about it, I'm like this doesn't make sense to me. One, Rob Cole's like. 58 years old, are you really going to, not that Stanford's starting over, but you're literally leaving maybe the, one of the probably three or four best Cornell teams you, you've ever had if yeah. you were to go. Um, is Maybe it's just something as simple as parlaying it to, hey, I'll interview, I'll hear them out just because it's a good opportunity potentially, but maybe you just, you just turn it into a, turn into a raise or something for yourself. That would not be an uncommon tactic. But I, I think... Um, he does have some ties to the, um, or has some some relationship that ties to Stanford, and I'm yeah. certain that compensation would would be a factor. But I, I'm I'm I felt the same way. I'm like that doesn't make sense for him to do, but I'm I'm certain that it's being being considered. Yeah, I mean the, the compensation couldn't be that much. It would have to be so much greater because the cost of living in Palo Alto versus the cost of living Insane. in New York is probably. I don't know, three three to five X or something like that. Uh, pretty crazy. Both states love uh, taxes. They're just they can't get enough of them. That, well, that is true. Uh, okay, the other the other this is probably just shenanigans, Christian. But you know, you never know. What if Rob Cole wanted to go to another elite academic institution mm-hmm. because he knew Cornell wasn't going to let all of his guys wrestle after they graduate, so they're all going to go to Stanford once they graduate with a couple years of eligibility left. Huh. Well, I guess that that was that to me is very short term thinking. It's like, all right, let me make yeah. this move so that I can get these guys on their last year. Grad, like I can't imagine. And then go back to Cornell after you win a title <laughs> at Stanford. Stanford. That's the that is snip snap snip snap. That is the ultimate snip snap long con. I don't. I that maybe is a thing, but I don't think that that would factor in. To me, it's it the domino it was set up is interesting because 
what happens at Cornell, what would happen to that position, what would happen with their recruits, who would be the new head man there, right? Would Coach Gray go with um, Cole to Stanford? Would he get the head coaching job? I mean, there's going to be a lot of people that throw their hat in the ring for the for the Cornell position if it were to open yeah. up. Now, none of this, this is all hypothetical because Rob Cole is the head coach at Cornell, not Stanford, but he is interviewing or has interviewed. Um, so, so can we get a can we get a comment from Rob Cole? Because I feel like when maybe you know football coaches would do this, they would have to go on ESPN and explain themselves. Can we get a, a Rob Cole comment? I don't. I don't think that would be. Uh, no, I don't think that would be the case. Really? Normally, yeah. Normally they would keep the try to keep it under wraps as much as possible, and they wouldn't talk to the media until they made their decision. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, I don't see it happening. It seems like Rob Cole's a mainstay. I mean, honestly, yeah. it's probably something where he's going to re- retire in the next, I don't know, three three to five years or something um, and leave Cornell in really good hands. I always assumed he would go a little while until Dake was ready to take over and be the next head coach. Mm-hmm. But maybe I don't know if that's Dake's career aspiration or not. Doesn't doesn't feel like it. Doesn't feel like he ever talks about it or anything. No, but I, I know that the feeling was... I don't know, some years ago that like this would eventually be Dake's job. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I remember that. But you you have to figure Dake will be going through twenty four at minimum. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So that would be uh but it it would be a it'd be a shockwave sending move, one of the bigger coaching moves the last couple of years and Rob has done such a great job at Cornell and Cornell is in such a unique position. I mean call what it is largely and primarily yeah. because of his leadership right cornell just yeah. doesn't become it's is not just become what it is without without him uh, so it'd be it'd be it'd be a big move and i think on the, the other thing i was thinking about like why it doesn't make sense is like rob you know the status of of cornell wrestling it's in a great position these yep. jokers at stanford they're still jokers they just got yes. berated by well i told you my theory this morning jd's got a long long con theory yeah long con Uh-oh. theory so stanford, stanford go. goes we're gonna cut these 11 programs they get all these um rich donors that say i'm gonna pledge all this money i'm gonna donate all this money and they do that just so they get that donor money they get those millions and millions of dollars and then they take over the olympic sports with all those new millions of dollars that's how they're getting rob cole they're saying hey rob Here's your millions of dollars. Robbie, it worked. Yeah. Can you believe it? We did this. Mm. And then they just take over. So, uh, they take it. They keep with the reputation right. for like mm-hmm. a year, mm-hmm. but it works out in the long run. They stockpile cash. Two questions. Did they did all the other programs raise as much money as wrestling? I think wrestling was number I one. I do not believe they, so. The other one, no way. Okay. Did I they raise wrestling was at the forefront. Did they I think some like, programs really just kind of like folded. They're like, yeah, okay, bye. <laughs> And then, well, the actually, the question too is like, of the money they did raise, do they actually get to keep it? I am not. Like, are they certain. keeping the wrestling fundraising? I am not certain, like how much was actually donated, how much was just promised, how much of that will stick around once they said yeah. we'll come back. I, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so that was the other thing. You know, you go to a, a institution that just tried to drop it, the, uh, a school that, you know, as as Bracky was talking about, um, had, you know, all this academic issue, not academic issues, mm-hmm. but the issues with their department and leadership. Yeah. And 
getting all these kids into the school that shouldn't have been in the school. So with all that factored in, it's like, man, he would, but he would have to have some level of assurance and he would have a good idea of how to get that understanding of like, hey, how safe is the program? And I know talking with, with Coach Blake, he feels really strong about the security of the program and also, you know, they're going to work to endow it. So who knows? It's um, it's certainly an interesting development and at least fun to speculate about whether it happens or doesn't happen is, um, you know, to be determined, but. Definitely. A so why thing. why is I mean you also can Ray, Ray Blake's unlikely. Why yeah. is he not getting a job? That kind of sucks, obviously, because um, you know he was one of the guys leading for it to stick around, and, and he made it happen. Now he doesn't get to reap any uh, fruits from the rewards from the efforts. Well, true. I think he knew that going in, and I, I think I think Ray and and, and Coach Tirapelli and, and Borelli for the time knew. Well, especially. Um, once Borelli left, I think they knew that, hey, man, even if we bring it back, it may not be, we may not be the long-term solution here, but it's worth it and we want to restore the program. And yeah. even if they don't retain their jobs, bringing back the program, they always viewed it as as worth it. And I I think, you know, part of the part of the deal with getting the program back was, I mean, the, you had to call out the incompetence of your boss. Right and and your administration yeah. and and make enemies and you didn't wear Stanford apparel you wore all black so that's gonna that the the administration is gonna be feel a certain kind of way about that about them and about Ray and Coach Tirapelli for that kind of a thing so yeah you know that's true. gonna make it tougher for you to be retained even though they were doing the right things and the administration was doing. The clearly very wrong and misguided thing that's sort of irrelevant yeah yeah dang yeah so i mean it sucks hopefully he finds a good home because they, i feel they, like he they did a lot of work there they, they absolutely did i feel like for coach tirapelli and coach blake like they'll be fantastic pickups wherever wherever they wind up if they don't end up staying at stanford which at this point is not a not a sure thing not certain yeah. but it's not surprising that they would be having a harder time just given what they went through to keep the program. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, what's going on in, in the Ben Askren world? What are you doing, man? What's new? Uh, we got camp this weekend, 9.30 a.m. Saturday. Want to come just, up? Dude, I do. I really do. Bring Caleb, bring Natalie. Uh, no, we canceled We canceled Sunday Monday practice because of Memorial Day, so we wanted to make, make you know all of our guys who are – Having serious competitions, we wanted to hold a little camp Saturday morning, so we're doing that. And it's Memorial Day this weekend. <laughs> Stop. What? Oh snap! It. I'm getting lit this weekend. You coming out, TP? Oh <laughs> Are you getting bottle service already? No, that's only for my birthday. That's my birthday, July 10th. Everybody's invited. Um, yeah, I didn't know wow. it was Memorial Day this weekend. That's awesome. Wow. Summer started. Summer's here, guys. Well, you make sure you thank Summer's JMZ, here. American Hero. Oh, I got to text right. him right now. Yeah. You gotta do the Merv, Ollie. Actually, you have to do the Merv with Christian on Monday. <laughs> I'll do it. What you make like you say that like I can't do it. Uh, yeah, just go. So All right, let's go. Up, right? All right, probably let's do go. It, but <laughs> <laughs> I bet JD would crush a Merv. Oh yeah, I will be in the beach. Oh, yeah. unfortunately. Oh, so yeah. I can't own you. Um, I have... say we do a Merv every lap. Beer, chug a beer. We make it a little harder. Oh, that would be. And if we're assuming a 400, that's four laps at the beginning and end. So that's a Murph with eight beers. 
That's terrible. Be terrible. Let's do it. Terrible. I would never do that. I wouldn't even do that with a If you get water. me to come out do the Murph, you have to chug a beer after each lap. Didn't you guys <laughs> then I used to host? Uh, um, didn't you beer guys mile. used to host? Not yeah, beer mile doesn't say that happened, Joe, right? Yeah, Joe uh, Joe Flo did it or did it like a leg up. They did a relay, I think. Uh huh. You got to run with the beer in your hand. <laughs> no, you chug it and then you run a lap and then you chug a beer and you run a lap. Uh, oh god, that sounds so terrible. Yeah. A lot of puke. There's some people did it like really, really fast. Like, I don't know, in in the four minute range. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's, the, that's oh, gross. So crazy. <laughs> it's, yeah, <laughs> Honestly, it's gross if you could do that much physical activity and that much drinking and not throw up. Yeah, definitely disgusting. But shout out to y'all. Shout out to them. Hey, make sure you're um, well, you're on Flow Wrestling right now in some way. So thank you. But check out the homepage. Uh, Mike Mao and Bader are on the ground at Pan Am's Guatemala cool City. Stuff. A lot of cool oh, yeah, stuff. Pictures. Yeah, check out. Um, there's a cool little piece of uh, Kyle Snyder and Gable and uh, Mike talking with Gable about training with Kyle. How much has changed there? There's my favorite video so far is the Dake stance and motion movement video where he's. I mean, you know, Dake thinks about movement in a really different way than. I mean, he's thinks talking about everything in them. Yeah, truly. Yeah, that, that can apply to everything. That can apply to everything. But, you know, stance and motion is just something that we just think is very wrestling specific. And he's talking about how he watches boxers and how he, you know, watches running. He was, he was talking about, like, Barry Sanders watching him. So he can definitely. Barry he, Sanders can move, bro. That guy can move. Crazy. Fair full player like, of all time. Yeah, he. I, I feel like yeah, he's the most impressive running back I think I've ever seen. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Very fun to watch. Like I feel like it's one of the few perspective. football players that Ben actually remembers, and that's why he's going with it. Are you a big football guy, Ben? He was um no, I'm not, but he I don't watch any football anymore. I was a huge Packers fan and I played some fantasy football when I was uh, a youth. And so you know, I think Barry Sanders, I think that was what, the mid to late nineties. Uh so I think I had him on my team like every single year or something. Man, that's pretty early fantasy. I was gonna football. say, I feel like I don't buy it. You're well, like one of the first. I, what do you want me to say? I, like, I'm just telling you lies about playing fantasy. No, I play fantasy football. I was in a group of like uh, oh. eight or twelve you know, You're kids like a pioneer. my age. Well, I think it was like their one of their dads played, and they said, "Hey, yeah. let's do this." And I said, "Cool." You know, at that time, I watched a lot of football and baseball, so I said, "Sure, I'm in. Let's do it." Yeah, fancy, fancy is great. Yeah. Um, no. Um, hey, so I was looking. I was reading some comments on Dake, though. They people were roasting him for. Um, <laughs> You know, for just being Kyle. Uh, most people who come up with new stuff, they kind of get roasted in the beginning, though. And I said, I don't know. I said, I said, I don't know enough about nutrition to determine whether the, the processes he's doing are valid or not. But I do know Kyle Dick is a very intelligent human being. And and he's putting a lot of time into this. So there, there could be something to it, for sure. Yeah, I think. Well, there's clearly something to it. I mean, look yeah, at what look he at does. <laughs> That's, that's a good point. Like that speaks yeah. for itself. <laughs> you could also say that I guess the counter is like, hey, man, he's been he was really good before then, too. Right. Yeah. He's al he's always been at a different level. But he I f how much of it is just like the fact that he believes it is placebo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, even if it's not placebo or not, the fact that he really thinks it's a huge differentiator for him is notable. Right.
Well, and, and we're going to find out because I mean, what he's pushing uh, in all this stuff is that you know it's it's, it's making him younger, which does sound funny to say. But I think what he's pushing is that it's keeping him healthy, and he's going to be able to stay around a very long time. So we're going to be able to witness that. Is Kyle Day going to be able to stay around till his early to mid thirties and and keep wrestling at a really high level? Because that would I mean, be he's been healthier impressive. the past four years than he had than he was the four years before that. That's that's yeah. true. I mean, but think about what the, um, you know, the tenets are. I mean, what well, what of it doesn't make some level of sense? Well, like, he doesn't really he doesn't really tell you the whole thing. Even like I remember I no. said I got inquisitive and I started asking him, and he's like, "Well, I'm not gonna tell you everything. I can't I can't tell you everything. But here's go look here, or go look there, or read this, or read that. You know, stuff stuff like that. So he won't give you like a, a clear outline of exactly what he does. He'll just say like, "Oh, I read this guy or that guy or I watched this video." Stuff like that. Yeah. That's what's... Um, why do you think he, he he wouldn't disclose that? Do you think it's just like... Uh, it's his edge? Yeah, probably. Like a and kale, some people, like I mean, even... Thing. Yeah. Like a Kale thing. That would be it. Because, you know, even like if Kale were to say exactly what they're doing, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to replicate, which I'm sure... Even if Kyle Dake were to tell us what he's doing, it's probably almost impossible to replicate exactly what it is. Um yeah, so that's it, and who knows? Maybe uh, once it's all done, um, then uh, he can come back and write a book about it or something. I'd read it. Heck yeah, I'd read it. I'd buy it. Yeah, I'd push it on this show. It'd be great. Um, mm-hmm. He, man, Ben, it really throws me off when I see the the freaking hammer and sickle on your sleeve. My communist Where's Ben. The... Other other yeah. What oh, the heck? Yeah, man? there we go. The Drago shirt. Oh man. Um, <laughs> I wish it was the ACDC one for once. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it. think about some of the tenets, the things he talks about. It's like, all right, well, he goes, he spends a lot of time outside in the sun. I feel like that's yeah. a really good thing. He's really conscientious about what he eats and, like, puts in his body. That makes a lot of sense. What I don't understand and don't dispute, but, like, I don't understand the movement aspect, the the functional patterns. I don't understand the. He's tried to explain it, and he explains it in some some of the videos, even we've done with him. But it's just so it's beyond my beyond my understanding. Yeah, that's the one I I don't really. I mean, I don't really understand all that much. I mean, the one thing I would say if I could go back and like to to my earlier self, especially when I was maybe out of college and starting MMA career, is like um, there was still a lot of lifting heavy, and yeah. man, I feel like like I had this wrist issue. Where like I can't like I can barely do a push up because I have some wrist pain, you know. And I, I remember exactly what that's from. It's from doing effing hand cleans too heavy, yeah. you know. And it's like well, that's stupid. And and so that kind of stuff. And you're young, and you're like, I don't care. I just want to lift some freaking heavy weight and get jacked, um, <laughs> right? And that's what you think, and you don't, you don't even it's think about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and but now, so for my, you know, if I for a longevity perspective or stay. I would have been like, Ben, you don't need to lift this much weight. Like, it's just not necessary. Like, maybe do more reps or do something else, or right? But it's just not necessary to lift these uber heavy weights um, just to try to get them higher than they were before. Man, I would like to see a sit down with Kyle Dake and Kyle Snyder. Because Kyle Dake, love, mm, or Kyle Snyder, he loves to lift so freaking heavy. And he's a freaking, yes. freak, you know, two-time World Olympic he's champion. He's still young, though. He's still like 20... 24, 25, it will be, um, 
It'd be interesting to see how his body holds up because, like I said, you know, I mentioned one thing right there with my wrist, and there, there's a couple other things where it's just like I, I can literally tie it to lifting too heavy because I'm a dumb dumb, and you know, I probably if I could go back, I would have done that because then I wouldn't have so many aches and pains. So uh, the other one, if you guys ever watched this, I mean, it's super sad. Have you watched the Ronnie Coleman documentary? No, I want yes. to, but then I like oh, I don't want to be God. sad. It's awful. Yeah, it's you so can sad. Barely, like move. All right, I'm not watching it. It, and he was like a freaking that. maniac, and he lifted so many heavy weights. And yeah, but I think he was like lifting be... like absurd, absurd weights. Not like even correct by Kyle Snyder measures. It... <laughs> yes, but so you take it to the the utmost extreme, right? This is the first, right. Ronnie Coleman would be the furthest extreme, and obviously plus mixing some steroid like, use and yeah, stuff like dude that. Dude was on all yeah. the stuff, and your muscles grow beyond what your joints can handle. Right. Yeah. Well. So yeah, and he's had like nine spine surges, something totally insane, just because he overloaded too Still much a cop. weight. So you know, <laughs> he does. He does. It'd be mad. It looks. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the documentary. It's tough. Man, I don't know if I can. Um, I think there is something to to that to not you know lifting lifting super heavy or whatever. I know. Yeah, I think it. I think it makes a difference. I think it. The the one thing that interests me, I know Ben, you mentioned it. He said no yoga, like. I thought yoga was that like this, was like, interesting, yeah. like especially new... and would like fit right in with something like that, like not lifting super heavy, not being too hard on your body, training smart or whatever. But apparently, yoga is bad. Yoga, it's a beef. Yoga stretching. What? Well, remember when he came on and it was stretching? Uh, it was stretching. Yelled at like JB. stretching. Yeah. Team no stretch. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I tried to ask him questions about that, and then I, you know, like I said I watched some functional patterns videos, and there wasn't really any super clear and i feel like i never i feel like i watched like 10 hours and i never got a super clear answer on why no stretching um unfortunately uh and i can tell you i, I don't do as much but when i before my hip surgery i was in so much uh pain from that that i was doing yoga once or twice a week and if i didn't do it if i missed it because i was traveling or whatever like i would feel like crap and so i can tell you for for me it helped me stay healthy and competitive and on the mat longer um yeah so you're so I, and i i yeah absolutely i and i i like i said i looked into it because i was very curious i'm like well shit i stretch a lot and if i think kyle dick's a very intelligent human being and if he's saying don't stretch i would i'm very interested as to why and i don't think i ever got a really clear answer from watching all this stuff i don't like uh a lot of absolute i don't think there should be a ton of absolutes like i don't think lifting weights is bad but Lifting a lot of weights, but too there's many is, a, there's like yeah. there's like a continuum for all this stuff. Everything in moderation. Yeah, there there maybe be... not even in moderation, but like I just would not any absolute like do not. I mean, do not stretch. Like I, I'm like, well, really, do not. Probably some stretches are probably, probably some good. stretches are okay, right? Like, um, I could see it uh, from a nutritional standpoint. I could see like, yeah, do not eat a bag of potato chips. Like, there's no there's no like counter to why you should eat potato chips, yeah. right? Other than they taste good and it makes me happy. Makes me happy and they're delicious. But like for, for from a like athletic standpoint, yeah, sure. But like, I think there are some things like where absolutes are almost a red flag, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Okay. Someday we'll get the Kyle Dink book and we'll be able to break it down a little more. Yeah. What's the title of Kyle Dink's book? Um, Younger Every Day. <laughs> The Kyle Dake story. Well, he actually does have that documentary that's going to come out after? eventually. 
after the. We've well, uh, been hearing about that for years. I don't believe he's ever come. He, well, no, he mentioned it again in one of his interviews with Bader. I forget exactly yeah. what Bader asked him, and he's like, "Well, you can watch about it in the documentary." <laughs> yeah, but it's been that's been happening. I feel like I feel like he's been it's been since college for like years. Okay, yeah. yeah, for for a very long time. They're gonna have a lot of footage to look through. It's gonna be an editing process. Maybe it's a like a the last dance type of deal. Where we're gonna have like ten parts, yeah, ten hours of footage span spanning like years and years and years. So we won't actually get it for like thirty years, is what you're saying. Well, I'm just well, if it took this long to shoot it, like you guys were saying, imagine going through the footage and editing yeah. now. You know, this is only step one. Dude, I just keep rewatching the Last Dance. I just it gets me so pumped. I don't know why. I just, really? Yes. No, it is pretty awesome. He freaking yeah. It does get me jazzed. It, it inspires me. Yeah, I love it. I'm not like I was. I was not like uh, definitely liked watching Jordan, but I was never like huge Jordan guy. He's the goat type yeah. of deal. I was like, yeah, he's probably the best. Who's ever. who's the guy? Um, Jordan buried like at practice that was on the Bulls. I couldn't take it. Oh, he's, that like, young one pick that, or whatever. Oh, Kwame Brown. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't Wizards. play with Kwame. Yeah, he he went on. Didn't he go on social media like last week and just wrecked a bunch of people? He was rant. He was ranting. Yeah. Hardcore. I yeah, can't believe I can't believe Ben knows who Kwame show. Brown is. That is, uh, uh, I, I saw, uh, you know what? I just saw this on Twitter. That's yep. why. <laughs> I had a feeling. Yeah, uh, Kwame was like he was a uh, number one overall pick straight out of high school, and he he, did, he was thirteen years in the league, but uh, he certainly was not. Uh, that's but what he was saying on Twitter, like I made all this money, so suck it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and he went after somebody's wife too. Right. What? <laughs> Jay's bringing out all the this Because like some dude's, I forget who it was. Some some dude's wife left him for another person, and he that guy made fun of him for not being able to take in the league. And he's like, "Yeah, well, your wife made a choice or something." Wow. <laughs> all right. Whoa. Stole the belt with Kwame Brown. Kwame's... And he went after Stephen A. Smith. Well, Stephen A. Smith. He deserves him. it. See, it's interesting because like this may be pertinent, and we can maybe tie this back to wrestling. But like Stephen oh. A called him a scrub like consistently he's like he's a total scrub he's a scrub this is not good like he made it like almost like uh how we hammered the edge wrestling rules he hammered kwame brown nba player yeah. is a is a total scrub and then it, Stephen A just completely backed down from his take after kwame went after him he was like yeah i shouldn't have said that apparently kwame brown just like and his brother just like beat up entire clubs of people yes <laughs> so like they don't want to smoke with kwame but it, it is interesting like think about um that i mean because in Stephen a's perspective he's like well relative to other nba players or whatever i guess relative he's saying to other number one draft picks right out of high school a la lebron kobe etc etc yeah he's a scrub but like you know he's literally in the league for 13 years what would be the equivalent in uh of us to say it'd be pretty preposterous it's like when someone calls yeah. like an all-American, like a flake, if they were the number one high school recruit. Yeah, yeah, or, or something like that. Yeah, even calling someone a, a bust is interesting. Um, but yeah, calling someone a scrub is. Yeah, I, I feel like other than I yourself, like, which I think I well, refer to myself as a scrub frequently. That's Stephen A. So I feel though. like. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know basketball, but this is just my take on the situation. If he stayed in the league 13 years, there had to be some really good qualities about him. Because if there wasn't, then 13 years is just too long. So they would have got rid of him way before that. So there, there's something good about him. So could it just be possibly people overrated his ceiling coming out of high school? 
Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Of course. It's so absurd to live up okay. to those expectations. Yeah, I mean, it's... And it's... when you are famously the man uh, Michael Jordan clowned, that's, like, that just becomes your whole <laughs> reputation. Yeah. Like, if he, if he would have gone to a different team and just had a very average career, he's not Kwame Brown. Yeah, like, without you don't really that hear one story. He's an story. average NBA mm-hmm. player. But then you hear this story of Michael Jordan just mentally tearing into this kid and him not being able to take it, and it's like... Then he becomes famous. And I like how that they like held that against him. Like yeah. most high school kids, would be able to take a mental beating from the greatest basketball player alive. Why can't you handle this? So yeah, it's like, oh, Kwame's so soft. It's like, well, the greatest ever. Who punched? Te- Listen, for all of you know, I, Jordan's great. Well, like he was mm-hmm. not the best teammate at times. Sometimes he stepped no, over the line. No, not at all. I mean, he punched people yeah. in the face. Like well, sometimes you got to punch people, man. I don't. I don't think sometimes you some okay sometimes you got to punch her. Not Weren't you a, gonna tie this back to wrestling somehow? I was gonna okay. and I was gonna say that I had to punch people when I was captain of Long Beach High School wrestling team, and we had to get that county title. So uh-huh. sometimes you got to punch them, kids. Who did you, you know? punch? Who, Who did, did you, you punch? You didn't punch nobody. Nick Corey, Mike Ferraglio. They were jogging very slowly during the team run. Maybe not punches, but boom, double back of the head smacks like this. Wow, man, I'd rather get punched. <laughs> they were both pissed uh, at me. How many? Hey Ben, uh, back in the M- Missouri days, that was a probably a very intense room. How many uh, fisticuffs yeah. would there would there be? Handful. I think that the best one ever was um, one time Dante Stone and Jeff Faust started uh, fighting, and uh, you know usually people run over, break them up, and uh, someone I think someone stepped in that direction, and then uh, Coach Horton was like, "No, nope, no, nope, at least <laughs> at least they're going hard." They're finally going hard. Let them fight. <laughs> and, then <they> stopped, <laughs> and then they just stopped fighting. Started wrestling again. Um, I remember. I remember Fantastic. watching. Man, it's, I'm sure it's still on the site. Uh, watching a, we were there for like an ODU practice. This is way before I worked even at Flow. But they're they're at ODU mm-hmm. practice, and I remember they they were just like guys getting in getting in fights, and you used to hear their hand fighting hard, and you know the club. Lisa the club, and then they're standing up, and you used to hear Martin just say. Like after they maybe throw a punch or something, he's like, keep, keep, keep it open fist, keep it open fist. That's all he said. Like, don't, no punches, but keep it, keep it open fist. I was like, oh my gosh, that's that was like Not my first rule. That was my first glimpse into like Division One wrestling and what like just the intensity that it is. I, I don't think that's like what it's like everywhere necessarily. But yeah, I remember just <laughs> like in a practice once at Gap and like. You just look over and these like our nice six pounder was on top of like our one twenty pounder. Boom, 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 boom. Like, ah! <laughs> like, what are y'all doing? But like, you're secretly like, you kind of love it because like they're just so intense. No one was really getting hurt. But have you ever had a kid who did the uh, uh, hand raise and he was piss punch? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the end of the match. Somebody gets a hand raise and then they get punched. No. no, I've seen that happen quite a few times yeah, on the no, island. Hand yeah. raised in a fight. So like they like they're pissed at each other. They wait. One person's hand gets raised, and then it's like maybe when they go to shake hands or something. But I've seen like mid hand raise and like post hand raise. Boom, snuffing. Dang. Yeah. No, none of that. I'm sure. I'm sure Ben's uh, almost induced some of those on his some of his hand raises. I would have punched Ben. I can't believe anyone, I. I don't remember anyone trying to punch me. I would have punched you so hard. Ollie, you're lucky Ollie never got a hold of you. I'll hand fight Ollie. I'll make him quit in two minutes. No 
All right, I won't. I probably won't win, but I won't quit. You Maybe probably I, won't win. I probably won't win. I'm not counting myself out. I'm not counting myself out. Love that confidence. I Honestly, love that. I haven't seen Ben hand, hand fight in years, so he could be rusty. And also, um, I'll quit at two minutes and one second just to just to make it. That's gonna be a long two minutes. There's no way you can make me quit in just hand fighting. If we can do real moves, you can obviously make me quit, but. All right, so we have no, a hand fighting's way no no hand fighting's way easier to make someone quit because they can't actually do real moves. Like if they do real moves, they can, like dive in on a leg and act like they're doing something, and then land. They have to back, take like, the abuse. Just, yeah, they just have to yeah, take abuse. Yeah, we <laughs> hand fighting. You just got to get your ass kicked for two minutes. That's so easy. <laughs> I had like uh, it's so easy just getting beat up. It's not hard getting beat up. We did this one drill. I I I didn't do it when we were when I was a coach, but our coach was like crazy old school. He just called it senseless beating of a defenseless wrestler. <laughs> and you just, like, put your hands behind your back, and your partner just, like, beats the crap out oh, of yeah, your no, head. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, no, that's valid. No, I've done that. No, no. that's valid. That's I, valid. So you did that one too, Ali? That's a valid okay. drill. He learned it okay, from somewhere. I, it's so hands stupid. Hands behind Wait. your back, and then somebody's uh, just going, like, collar ties, working on you. Yeah. Ties, well, I, mean, I can see, like, pulling on them so you learn to use your back yeah. and your neck. Yeah, but yeah, not, not, you don't just hit them. Well, I mean, that's a part Christmas of it, too. they got to hit him. I mean, you're just clubbing the crap out of him. Yeah, you didn't yeah, punch yeah. Him in it's the snap face. downs and clubs because sometimes clubs help set up the snap And downs. your hands are behind your back. And yeah. the drill was literally called the senseless beating of a defenseless wrestler. That's <laughs> so a great name that, for it. That, <laughs> but I've done that drill, and it was kind of rough because I would do it with our heavyweights, and they were a lot bigger than me because they were real heavyweights, and I was a lot smaller because I was just that fat heavyweight and then lost weight as a coach. So then like, I had these giant kids beating up on my head. And I don't know why I did it now that I think about it. I don't know why I, um, as the coach, would do it. But, yeah, it's, it's a good drill, solid drill. Everybody do it at home. I, I, I won't out which college it was, but one of my high school athletes that went to college, <laughs> this is the greatest ever. He said, they, the, the coach said, it was an assistant coach, said, you guys are doing terrible at head fighting and you need to do more head fighting. And he made them put their hands behind their back and they had to <laughs> And they had to head fight each other. I what do you think too. happened? He said <laughs> three people split their eye open. Yeah. And then they, they ended the drill. <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> I definitely would have thought natural Who, who could have predicted such an outcome? JD, give us a, a sense. What's the schedule? We have a very busy schedule this weekend. Get the people up to uh, speed. Yeah. So your Regan's already going on. They did the three lightest weights uh, late last night or early this morning. I suppose that goes on the next uh, couple days. U23 starts today, this morning with Greco. And then freestyle starts tomorrow through the quarters, semis, and finals oh, on yeah. Saturday. Pan Ams start today. Uh, Greco today. Greco and women's tomorrow. Women's in freestyle on Saturday, just 79 and 92 for freestyle, though. And then the rest of the weights are Sunday. And then NHSCA duels Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Holy cow. And you are Jeez. going to? I will be at the duels. Beach Virginia Boy. Beach. That's right. Spay and me are going to soak up the sun wow. in the Virginia Beach Sports Complex. You'll, go, you'll get some sun. It's, A little bit. Duels are, are cool because you can go to, you know, catch – because they, like – they break it up with like all the, well, that, like the yeah, elite. and like that's the point. It's like, oh yeah, come here with your family or whatever, and get a nice little beach vacation. Your yeah. family gets a beach vacation, and you guys get a couple of good matches. So, 
Whoa. I can't believe Ben Boom won't put a pin. Ben, do you even like the beach? Ben hates the beach. Hates sand. Uh, What's your well, opinion there, on there sand? Are, there, there's, there's sharks there. So no. I'll go to the beach. <laughs> won't go to the ocean. Won't go to the ocean. Who told you about the sharks there? You really won't? There's sharks. Guys, uh, I'm only up to maybe my knees or something. I'll go past that because there's Wait, sharks Wait, that, is that the real? Shark's house. You're really scared. I of mean, sharks? listen, I've done I've done it a few times, especially if there's like, a lot of people out there. But like if you should go by yourself and swim out in the ocean, nah, I'm out. Ain't gonna okay. do it. The sharks there's out there's there. somewhere in between going out and swimming by yourself in the ocean and just going to the beach and having some fun. fun. Wait, I'll go up like... to like my maybe maybe mid thigh, maybe mid thigh. But you know, you go deeper than that, the shark might get you. <laughs> and this is all oceans? You feel like that? Well it's all oceans, there are sharks, Ollie. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if you go Except into Except the... when I was in Thailand. When I was in Thailand, the guy said very clearly, there are no sharks that will eat you here. I Googled it. He was right. So I said, okay, we're cool. I go in the ocean here. Mm. I just think that's kind of wild, man. <laughs> <Chris is laughs> like Googling there's... it now. There's probably um... not... Well, never mind. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, there have been no yeah. recorded fatal shark attacks in Thailand on scuba Boom, divers or see? swimmers. So... When I was in Thailand, no sharks eat you. I'll go in the ocean. Sounds like a great time. Sharks can eat me. I stay out of the ocean. Simple. Man. All right. <laughs> what about New York? Will you go to the beach in New York? The last, I, I think the last recorded shark uh, fatality was 1878. I don't know. I saw Jaws. Oh. That's all close. That's Yeah, that was supposed to be a thing from a beach in Jersey. So, yeah, don't go there, I guess. But there's no sharks out there, man. You'll be okay. What are you talking about? There's no sharks out there. I think there's sharks out there, but if you go swimming on the beach, it's a probably a very small shot that you're getting bit up by a shark. Yeah. There's like there's probably a better shot, I don't know. Of like I don't even know what there's a better shot of. I just think it's unlikely. But you know what, Ben? I don't blame you. I understand. All right. Yes. We got the we got the rundown from JD. All we... that live on flowwrestling.org. .edu. Okay. You know All what right. I don't like? I don't sharks. like how international tournaments, I do not like sharks, they string it over like four days. Like, guys, these are like 12-person brackets. It's only like a total of 300 competitors. Like, does it really need to be four, four days long? Well, the gender um, or styles is what is kind of dragging these. No, I'm saying everybody. Everybody. All, all of the brackets is like 300-some people. Yes. So you say do all the tournaments one day. Uh, maybe like two days. Maybe you run some prelims in the morning, you know, and then you put some semifinals looking, you know, spread them out a little bit. And then the next day you run the finals or place matches, something like that. You could absolutely do Pan Ams in two days, full thing. Absolutely. Yeah, Easy. Yeah. I would like that. All right, let's go to some questions. Q's right. from F's. From Stringer's Burner Phone. If the University <laughs> of Missouri didn't exist, where would Ben Askren have gone to college. Mm, Hofstra. That's tough. I probably would. You know, you know where I probably would have ended up? Um, maybe Northern Iowa. Wow. Really? Maybe Northern Iowa. Uh, probably there or e Edinburgh would have been the other one that would have been. Yeah. Were they both on you? So. Uh, yeah. So my final visits were Arizona State, Edinburgh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Missouri. Um, what did I say? You and I in Edinburgh. You and I. Okay, yeah, yeah. Those are my final visits. And uh, Wisconsin didn't really offer me any money. Arizona State, I thought they partied too much. Michigan, I felt 
Uh, I just didn't feel a connection there. Um, Missouri was obviously where I felt the most connection. Yeah, so probably wouldn't have been Northern Iowa or Edinburgh. Dang. You'd have been, yeah, Edinburgh. That would have been interesting if you had gone there. That's a what if. Think of those that teams. was a little, I mean, like, the the big knock for both of those towns for me was I just didn't want to go to a small town. They're both kind of like really small towny feeling, you know? Yeah. And I just, you know, Columbia's like that next step up where, you know, uh, what town is it? Uh, Edinburgh in? I'm blanking right now. It's right outside of Erie. I don't remember what the yeah, town name is. Outside of Erie, but it's. But small town. Yes. Is it called Edinburgh? I thought it was called Edinburgh. Okay, Edinburgh. maybe it is. Yes, it is called Edinburgh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. The city that um, Edinburgh is in is actually Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Perfect. Uh, yeah, it's a really, really small town. And you know, Columbia is 100,000 to 120,000. That was a little more kind of where I wanted to be at. That makes sense. Was Minnesota yeah. never in, in the mix? They never called me. No. Oh, Minnesota. J-Rob never called. Jeez, J-Rob. What could have been? Mm-hmm. That's a whoopsie. All right. That's a chunky. That's a chunky. All right. Uh, from Jeffrey Iridel. With the U.S. government advising U.S. citizens not to travel to Japan, will they allow the U.S. Olympic team to travel to Tokyo? Absolutely. Um, shoot, I just bought my ticket to Tokyo. You're going? What? You did? I did. So uh, You're going to quarantine? I know um, – they're, they might be kind of strict on coaches and training partners, though some of the guys in their Pan Am, the interviews with Bader and Andy at Pan Am camp were like, yeah, we still don't really know the full situation about Tokyo. Like it, really? there's a chance it's like the six guys um, and not even like their own personal coaches, just the, you know. Static and the Whoa. handful of Team USA coaches. Man, if it's like that, I don't know why I would be able to go. They're not letting training partners go. That's like, that's way more essential than certainly me. I I don't think it's going to come to that. I think they're preparing, they're bracing for the worst. But I the the situation in Japan has got to get better. You you have to assume, and that's that's the issue right now. It's like obviously things are trending. Uh, they're back. They're trending back down. Um, they were spiking hard, spiking, and they peaked like two weeks ago, and I've been starting to come back down. It's so funny. So Sion, we uh, he went to Japan. It was like a lifelong dream for me. He went to Tokyo, like in 2017 or 18, and I was like, "What do you think?" He's like, "It was great." He said, "But that place would not survive a zombie apocalypse." He's like, "It's too much close <laughs> together." Yes. It's he's like, "It's crazy." It's like you're walking everywhere you go. It's just like. Shoulder to shoulder with people, so um, certainly that is not ideal with the pandemic situation. But hopefully, as uh, vaccines are more and more available, I feel like I don't know anyone that's tried to get a vaccine that and, can't get they can't it. get yeah. it. Like who's in America? Like I don't know. I've any- heard it's opposite. I've heard they can't give them away. Like yeah, too many people are trying. I even heard that there was some part like when it was harder to get a vaccine uh, here in Austin. Like you could go out to like some of the more rural areas mm-hmm. or just further out. And they were like, hey, we have these that are going to expire if we don't give them out. Yes. Zone, so please take them. Yeah, that was true. So we, we've got them all. Uh, we got a lot here. Actually, Flo did a Flo did a vaccine clinic yesterday for the employees, which is cool. So we're, we're thankful to be in that position, right? And hopefully Japan can get there too. Um, but I think they'll be able to go. Uh, I think the Olympics are going to go off. Maybe there, maybe there are more restrictions that'll come and it is soon for sure. But, 
I think it's they're they're past the point of no return. Yes, <laughs> it's yeah, gonna correct. happen. Um, how does the 2021 men's freestyle Olympic team do against the 2016 Olympic team? Well, this is an interesting question. So why don't we start it? What'd you say? I feel like we had it in the dock for a few days. We did, but then uh, I don't think we ever talked about it. My initial feeling was 2021, and after looking at it, I kind of feel like uh, 2016. Okay, so let's do it. Let's whiteboard wore it out. Whiteboard wore it out. So 57 kilograms. We've got um, Hawkeyes. We've got Thomas Gilman versus Daniel Dennis. I think the edge would go to Gilman in this situation. I agree. Just given what we are, yeah. what he's already accomplished internationally. He's a guy that's been been in the mix. Where so remember in the Dennis film when he was beating <laughs> beating Dennis up. That's one of the best parts. So like, how about Gilman beating yeah, the crap out of Yeah, he just says it. Yeah, <laughs> you guys yeah. see that? Yeah, D- Dan's awesome. He's so so very candid. Um, checks his ego there. But yeah, so I think I think it would be Gilman. Uh, 65 is interesting because, well, we didn't qualify 65 in 2021. Or 16, sort of. Or 16, sort of, but we got him in, and then he got fifth. And he he also beat Godziev at the Olympics. But But, I believe J.O. is, what, he's like 2-0 against Molinero? Molinero has beaten him. That was 2016 Olympics. Yeah, but if we're getting 2016 Olympic, Frank, I might give edge Frank. I'm. I, I am. I think so. I think you do. Yes. Listen. I think you have to. He took Frank. Fifth. He almost medaled. People may not like this, but Frank has been our best rep that we've had since. Yes. Phil. I mean, literally. Yeah. But you look. At, it's not just the oh he got fifth. It's like he beat some dudes along the way. It was he just close to meddling. Yes. Yes, and he was right there to medal. I mean, he was yeah. like an inch away, just getting that knee down against Chimizo. So, I think I think you go even though in the head-to-head battle, Jo does have the advantage. There's no no disputing that. Yeah. And even in 2017, Jo beat him. But that being said, um, that run, that four or five month stretch of Frank was lights out. Lights out. Yeah, I agree. Okay, now 74 is interesting. Um, I think Dake versus Burroughs. We've been there before. Well, so are we yeah. getting if Olympic JB? That's, that's a good point. Olympic JB didn't look his most. So I think based on what we've seen from Dake, and also Dake beat a version of Burroughs that I think is still super, super duper high level, right? Like I don't think yeah. 2016, yeah, 2016 Burroughs versus 2021 Burroughs, that's not some like it's competitive. Huge drop off. So I think no. when you consider all those things, it's Dake. Yeah, there's probably a bigger change between 16 Dake and now Dake than 16 Burrows and now Burrows. You get what I'm saying? Well said. Thank I you. Completely agree. Yes. So are, are we unanimous? I, I can see giving it to Dake. Yeah. I mean, especially if, we, if if I said we're picking uh, the tournament, Frank Molinaro, if we pick the tournament JB, I think it's hard to argue in his favor over Dake. Certainly, certainly true. Now, 86 is another interesting one because it's Jaden Cox versus David Taylor. Mm. And we've seen this one play out too. Seen it play out. So I feel like you're but almost obligated to pick Jaden Cox because you've seen it so many times. David Taylor has made since last But he, we haven't seen those improvements against Jaden Cox. And he, you know, he true. went 4 4. He went 4 4 with Gabe Dean. And Jaden Cox, 
um, at at weight class was just so good. I mean, even when even the match he lost was one to one. You know, unfortunately, we didn't get the same against Sajulayev, which would have been the real uh, like, is he really, really that great? But man, he was so good at the tournament that year. And given his track record against track record against David, I feel like you got to pick him. Man, but the other interesting dynamic is David is the hands-down favorite to win 86, whereas Jaden wasn't because Sajalayev was there. And Jaden, to, yeah. to a small degree, I think we all thought this this guy can medal. Going into the tournament, after after he qualified the weight, after his Beat the Streets performance, after him making the team, we're like, absolutely, yeah. he can medal and, and do really well. Um, remember, that was his first senior team. Yes. But... So the, how do you how do you weigh those? The fact that he's the favorite and 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 Jaden wasn't. I don't. I mean, I don't think I weigh that because I, th- I think we're we're talking in this specific scenario. We're talking a head to head matchup. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking, well, you know, like with the the Dake and Burroughs. Obviously, we we picked Dake because it was the, it was the Burroughs at the tournament, which obviously was you know didn't have his best tournament ever, probably his worst tournament ever, actually. And then, in this scenario, you know, Jaden knows seen... the rules. Ooh, low blow. Probably not. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, but so I think there was a clear reason that you could pick Dake. And in this situation, I don't think there's a very clear reason why you would just say, well, David's going to beat him this time. Yeah, I mean, okay. All right, let's say this. Imagine a scenario, Dake or, or Taylor goes through 86, smashes everyone, Olympic champion. How do we look at this differently, if at all? Or is it just the fact that Jaden beat him, he was better then, and so just, are you saying Jaden for good? I don't, do you think there's anyone better than Jaden at 86 kg right now? Because I think you think, don't think there is. I don't think there is, no. So that, that's, that's why it's hard, because there's no one that's as good as Jaden at 86. Dang. I mean, we just and we did watch David have a four-four match with Jordan, and he had a four-four match with not a four-four, but six-four with uh, Dean. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so he's he had won. those two really close matches. Listen, I mean, uh, Jaden Jaden is not a stranger to some. He has had a, he had close ones with Zilmer, uh, which I think would be equivalent to that. He had close ones with. I mean, Bo Nichols amazing, but he. Huh. He wasn't blowing him out of the water. I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't ding him for that. Um, also, it's well, not I that. You, the, but you ding David over ding for that because David tries to ten point people, and sometimes you feel like, well, Jaden doesn't really try to ten point him. He just wants to beat him three three nothing and be happy. Yes, uh, that's a that's a fact. But I guess all right. Circling back to eighty six, it's not that Jaden was undefeated. You know, he he lost to international guys at at eighty six. Yeah. He lost to. Makoev uh, and Yassar, I think, was his loss at the Olympics. Um, so it's not like he was only losing to Sajalayev when he was there. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think we would ever pick David to lose to those guys, right? I think we would be stunned, in fact, if he lost to them, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh huh. But it's head to head. <laughs> but it's head to head. So Jaden, uh, Brian Hellickson did make a point comparing them before the 21 teams actually rest of the Olympics is kind of goofy. I feel like that's a little like I feel like we should wait, but why not? We're, we're already for what two thirds the way through it, so I guess we might as well just continue. We can talk about it after as yeah. well. Um, again, 
2016 Snyder versus Snyder versus Snyder. Before we move on, go back and listen to Jaden's interview with Bader in the sauna about him making weight in 2016. Yeah, good. in 2017, he had some tough cuts to uh, make 86. Yep. No doubt, big man. Okay, 97 Snyder versus Snyder. What to do? Ah, <laughs> uh, man, Snyder 2016 Snyder won Olympic gold. Uh, I feel like I lean to him unless this one wins gold. Um, I don't know. He also he, didn't have Sajulayev in his weight class. Yeah, then. I mean, if he Sajulayev. only loses to Sajulayev, I'd say... But remember how good... What was the Russian dude's name? How good was that dude? Boltekaev was a oh, fraud. All Ooh, yeah, no, one. No, Breaking okay, out the okay, F word. That was their guy. I'm thinking Which, of 15. I'm thinking 15. What was the guy in 15? Oh, Gadisov. Yeah, he was good. The not, yeah. I mean, he, was not fraudulent. On, he was on the sauce also, obviously. Yeah, he was fraudulent. I'm sure he was on the sauce. Well, Didn't he, he have uh, the giant traps really that came up to like the... His forehead. He looked. He looked. Uh, Gadisov was piles esque. They say. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he he was he was really good. But but Boltekayev was like just a, like a dude, and then all of a sudden he's up thirty pounds bigger, and he's like he beats Kyle oh, yeah. in, it was in a, a weird match. He was on like, the super stuff. And then okay, hold on, hold on one second. What? I'm getting a picture. I'm getting a picture of Gadisov. We've I'll got it. it. We've got the, it. No, I got I got the one that we need to put in. Red singlet. It, it, yes. Yes. Tell me he's. You're gonna tell. You're trying. We pulling it up. Yes, we're pulling it up. Are you trying to tell me this dude ain't on the sauce? I don't. I. I'm gonna get on the Blaze sauce. Blaze Cabo once beat him. Blaze Cabo did once beat him. <laughs> you and I legend. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Where's you gotta big... you gotta see this guy. Oh uh, yeah, Gadisov was he he was out. I thought he was. He was that a was really good wrestler, though. Boltekayev was just like he. Gadisov had like legit wins and like beat a lot of guys. Boltekayev like had a cartwheel. Flash. He could do bolt wheel. Look at this dude. Look at <laughs> that dude. Come on, all natural. My ass. <laughs> I don't even think anyone would say that. I should get on. Some As I'm wearing the Drago shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're on the juice too. Um, what? Yeah, Ollie should Ollie. Ben, what do you know about? You know any good steroids guys? You can give me their number. Uh, not on the show. I'm we trying don't to find them. Did anyone ever hit sure, you up? Be like, hey man, you looking? You looking to uh, get a little no, edge? No one ever hit me up. No one ever hit you up. They knew they're barking up the wrong tree. Well, yeah, I guess they saw him. They're yeah. like, this guy. I mean, I would. Yeah, I, I would. I would. I would. I mean, I. I think it's probably one of those things where uh, people don't solicit, and if you want to go get it, you just gotta, you know figure out the right places to go is what i would guess well, and you're not putting out steroid vibes either i'll hook you up Ollie. well that's the whole point nice. i think that i feel like that would be you know <laughs> i don't know i feel like fa- you know uh, if you're a famous fighter you get some hangers ons and pe- or people that try to be cling to your success and like i don't know sell you yeah. stuff and get you involved in no opportunities whatever did you avoid all the cd people pretty well all of them yeah good job all of them <laughs> okay um, and All right. So we're it taking Kyle 2016. Or Kyle 16 or 20. I think we're taking 2016. Until 2016 Kyle. Um, 2016 Kyle Bracky. You mean 2021? Ooh. Whoa. Why? He's just, feeling it. It's. I don't think Snyder's past his prime. I think he's improved in the past five years. Yeah. Yeah, when you put it like that, it's hard to argue against. Like, I'm going to guess that yes, he's gotten a little bit better and not worse. Like, you're literally just saying he, like, if he goes and looks terrible at the Olympics, then obviously you have to change it up. But I'm just saying 
uh, wrestled 10 matches between Kyle Snyder five years ago and 10 matches between Kyle Snyder today. And I think that Kyle Snyder today wins most of those matches. Hmm. Yeah, maybe so. Imagine we could really do that. That would be nuts. Just get Kyle Snyder wrestling awesome. against Kyle Snyder. That'd be great. No, if we could do that, though, Ollie, think about what we could do. We could pick any wrestlers from any era. We would have the biggest flow cards ever. I mean, think we're oh, going yeah. 1987 John Smith versus you know, 96 Tom Brands. Like, I'm so in. Versus, like, 2020 Joey Silva. Get all those guys <laughs> in a little round robin. And Jacory. You're fired. Crap! <laughs> uh, it stinks. Yeah, we just got to figure out time travel. Yeah. Or cloning. Who's on that? Oh, cloning is an interesting thing. Ben, you know any cloners? That's already kind of a thing. Yeah, it's no. already... Maybe Logan Steber World Champion versus John Smith, 1987. That'd oh. be a lot of points. That'd be... A... Yeah. Maybe a it's crazy so comeback. Cardiac yeah. Kid Logan was going nuts that tournament. Yeah, he was. Um, giving us all palpitations. Murmurs. Okay, and then 2021 Gable versus 2016 Tervel. This ter- okay, this Tervel. Tervel wasn't healthy. He was not healthy, no. dude. This peak Tervel versus like peak Gable would be. That's fun. That would Who be do amazing. You pick, though. Oh my gosh. How do you not pick Pete Gable? You know. I don't know. Yeah, How do you not? We've Gable. never seen domination like that on that weight class level. At least I haven't in my generations. Like. Yeah. Gable, I mean, what year was Peak Tervel? I, I think he's like, winning the Olympics. Yeah, I do too. Peak Tervel, I mean... Th- 2012, 2013? Yeah. Somewhere in there. 12, 13, 14. He beat... Uh, what year did he beat? He, he beat... Um, Tazimov. Let's beat- see. So he got three bronzes, 2009, 2012, and 2014. Yeah, I think... Which he, year he, he won be- the Medven in 2013... Won uh, silver at the Krasny, uh, Ivan Uregan, 2012. He was good for a while. Yeah. I I still think I got to take uh, Pete Gable. Yeah, you got to take Pete Gable. Yeah. You've never seen for anything sure. like it. Yeah, he's he's ridiculous. He's absolutely ridiculous. All right. for And this is a little different because they're so close together. But anytime it's like an era wrestler versus an era wrestler, I almost always pick the most recent and the later era like sports and athletes as a whole just get better as time goes on yes yes i agree um okay what year did he beat tazimov 11 must have been 11 uh let's see i'm i mean i'm on his bio right here i he lost akul that was 2014 um semi it's not anything about him beating he beat him. Uh, he beat him in eleven. He's okay. It doesn't say that on. And his, then um, he corrected Wikipedia. And then Tazimov, uh, Tamezov. Sorry, I'm putting a Z. That's, That's who popped there. in 2012. That allowed or got him his bronze. Correct. Man, he should have popped. I think all times. <laughs> all times. Well, I think he did pop twice. T- Tamezov is another one where you're like, okay, this is. We should put a picture of him up. Like this is ridiculous. Oh, Human beings don't look like that. Uh, and it, yeah, he should have popped. Yeah. But it's hard. The cheaters are often ahead of the testers. So, okay. Oh, so that's the... that's. Can we do one more picture? Yeah, of course. We can look yeah, at all I'll the pictures of the steroid guys. I'll yeah. put it in the doc. Let's get Ronnie I Coleman involved. Threw it in the doc uh, right about, 
uh, right above questions for friends. Yes. He's the giant. I guess they all re- they they really pop in the red singlets here. These pictures. <laughs> My gosh. Makes them look more more steroidy. Yes, it does. Okay, let's look at some other questions while we pull up the uh, King Arthur picture. Okay. A lot of Bracky-related things. Someone wants to know if Ben will buy Bracky's house and finally start an AWA in Wisconsin, in Austin. Uh, maybe not, not, not right now. Maybe eventually, though. I, I probably wouldn't move. When are you, when are you going to send some? Oh, check, here's here's Tamez off. Look at this guy. So ridiculous. Oh my gosh. All the singlet's natural. ripping, sure. just from yeah. like how they should get him a proper size singlet. You ever wrestle any heavyweights that look like that, Ollie? <laughs> Honestly, it was funny. My mom was telling this story. No, he didn't look like this. He didn't look like this. But I remember I was in like 10th grade, and I'm wrestling this kid. Uh, I think it was Graziano from Jericho. And I knew it was bad because my coach goes like this. He would never say this, but like would always be the kind of coach who would preach this type of messaging, but never said it directly to me before the match. He goes, it's all right, Ollie. doesn't matter how big he is. You go out and get after him. And I'm like, well, you never said that before. So now <laughs> now it kind of seems like it matters how how big he is. Yeah. And then uh, we had gone out, and then he's, he was so big and jacked. And then my mom told me afterwards that all the other parents, like, as we were entering the mat, they're like, sorry. Like, we'll be, <laughs> if you don't want to watch, we'll tell you how it goes. Like, he's going to be okay. And he, 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 he gave me a good whooping, but I fought – I fought tough. I think I maybe uh, held up and didn't give up the major, and I even got a reversal. But it was one of those kinds of reversals where you know they're like letting you out and they're cutting you loose from bottom. But I turned around real fast and grabbed his ankle and held on, held on Ah. for dear life, and just ran at him because I didn't want to get taken down and hurt again. So it was more of self-preservation rather than wanting to win. But yeah, I've wrestled a few guys like that. Nice. The, the tail. I've also wrestled a guy that looks kind of similar to that and also did uh, the uh, junk grabbing move. And it, Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> dirty wrestler. Dirty wrestler. Dirty wrestling. You don't like that. Yeah, you don't no, like No, I'm all for dirty wrestling. You don't like I, tough I wasn't even wrestling. Mad, no, I wasn't mad at him because I was like, you know what? If if I'm not going to say You want to grab my junk? You want to grab yeah, my yeah, junk? Yeah, you got to grab my <laughs> junk, man. Grab, grab the junk. You know, it is what it is. All right. Oh, Ollie. Well, about it's Ollie. illegal. Don't okay. grab the junk. No, I'm not. I'm not saying to do it. I'm just saying, sometimes you got to fight through some drunk grabbing. Yes, no doubt. <laughs> Rubbin's racing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, not necessarily a question, but an interesting fact: USA's junior world rep at 74 has won the last three times. All three uh, won NCAA's afterwards. Mark Hall 17, Makai Lewis 18, and Carr won in 19, and then he won NCAA's the next year. So, ipso facto. There we go. Keegan O'Toole, world champ, Keegan O'Toole, NC2A wrestling champ. That'd be nice. Um, You know what this question made me think of? Mm -hmm. Uh, Was how good we've been at 74 kg, you know, just historically, and then how much struggle we've had at 65. It's so crazy to me because these are like, I would say these are both the most normal sized people, 145, 163. Like that's right in the middle where just that's how big people are a lot of times, you know? Yes. Um, Not small, not too big, right in the middle. And um, as a country, America, we've had so much success in 74 over the history and 65 has just not been there. It's so crazy. I know. You need to be a a chapter in Outliers about why this has happened. Someone explain to me. (laughs) What has happened here? Inexplainable. Okay. Um, so 
I only am going to ask this question because of Ollie, because I really learned on Saturday night what a tremendous fan of WWF wrestling he was mm-hmm. when we were playing poker together. Really? And, yeah, and, uh, our our guy Sears put on <laughs> like Royal Rumbles in the background. It was such a classic one too. Yeah, that's all Sears does now is just watch nineties WWF and he takes those ideas and applies them to who's number one. I will also say this. You know genius. what? I was kind yes. of offended, Ben. You listen to this. You remember every time I mentioned WWF type stuff, CP would kind of dunk on me, call me like a nerd and like a loser. It was like, no, I grew up. I don't like that stuff anymore. But the minute Mr. Cool Michael Sears puts it on, he loves it. He's drinking it off uh-huh. the Royal Rumble. What? Stone Cold driving back in an ambulance? This is crazy. But when I liked it, it was nerdy and stupid, you know? And now he's all about it. Yep. Well, I noticed this switch up. That's not what happened at all. I did not at any point think it was cool. But I did laugh uh, a lot at it. Um, he thought it was so cool. He went and bought a, a Stone Cold T-shirt on Amazon. <laughs> I, I dude, not I a big. Go, go ahead, Ben. Oh, I said I made my wife watch Under the Giant vs. Hulk Hogan because it was classic uh, American folklore. That's right. I yeah that I, I understand that. No, I I think I might have been the only kid at Churchville Elementary that didn't have an Austin three sixteen shirt. I mean, those it was just like the school uniform. Everyone was wearing these shirts in elementary, and middle school. It was insane. I remember there was a meme uh, that was like everybody got in trouble for doing this in uh, elementary school or middle school, and it was like the DX doing the suck it thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then oh, yeah. Uh, that was big. One of the girls I went to. Uh, elementary school with was like i remember at oliver stone doing this non-stop and always got in trouble for it <laughs> so walking around the question was if you could be uh wwf superstars what would be oh what would be each of your names well, let's just do ollie's i don't have a name maybe ben yeah, has a name probably. i would do something with the bear okay the bodacious bear bodacious bear something okay. like that ollie the bear or something what would you got what would you guys name me I, I, I like know. I like that. Bodacious bear. It's got a it's nice furry fury, it. maybe. Ooh, that would be Ooh, my finisher move. Go. Oh, okay. So yeah, the furry <laughs> fury. Yeah, I'm all about that. <sighs> the finisher move. Okay, that's great. Um, this one dude just asked like five or six bracky related questions, which I just think is funny. He wants a bracky flow film, a montage. He says bracky to Stanford. These are all different tweets. Best of bracky. Um, he wants he said Bracky's contractually obligated to give at least one Mothman update a year. Um, he wants to get him to come back for that. Mountaineer monthly. Yeah, this guy is just really like processing the Bracky departure in a very specific way. This is Connor for real, for real. Um, hey, 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 how mad do I make Oklahoma State fans? This guy <laughs> Lee, Lee, he's so mad at me for that comment about Oklahoma State getting in state tuition. <laughs> Yeah, he says, does Ben know that Wisconsin, Minnesota, Illinois, Michigan all have a, quote, gimmick where where students from one of those states can get in state tuition at any public university or that Mizzou is, in fact, easier to get into than Oklahoma State? <laughs> Why no did you take that, Ben? Well, he's a huge no Oklahoma way. State fan. Dunk on There's you, no way Ben. That's true. Um, Wisconsin, on Wisconsin and Minnesota have reciprocity where they can do in-state, but it's only the one state. It's not just they just can't get kids from anywhere, to my understanding. Um. Yeah, Oklahoma State, you get some good grades, you get down there, in-state tuition. Listen, I don't think it's a knock. I think it's tremendous. I wish if I was coaching a college program, I would want to coach somewhere they had that thing. 
Yeah, it's good. It's not a bad thing. But Stillwater's also not an intellectual hub. Just that's the bottom line. That's your opinion. Deal with it. The wrestling intellectual hub. That well, I could you could argue that for sure, but not just a academic institution. Okay, well, with that, it is go time. It's nine twenty three, deep in the heart of Texas. We hope you guys have a great weekend watching wrestling. There's so much to watch live on Flow. Safe travels to Flow boys that are gonna be hitting the road soon. We'll be back Tuesday. Hope everyone has a great Memorial Day. Thanks all the troops out there that have served. Special thanks to John Michael Zach, our hero. Shout out, Shout out JMZ. Shout out JMZ. Love you. He maybe will move here someday. I don't know. This weekend he's doing the move. Let's go. So Ben's gone again. Look, Look at, at that. Him. Look at his dumb face. Look at him. He did it again. <laughs> Look at him. Now it's... All right. Let's fine. make a shirt out of that. Yeah, there's the shirt with the, with the communist uh, rush on it. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. Peace.